All rise for the Honorable Judge T.C. Fontaine. Good afternoon, or evening, or morning, or whenever you're listening to this. Uh, this is the Young Kings Wrestling Podcast, episode 88. The People versus Randall Keith Orton, featuring the Sovereign Soundboard. As you can tell, this is my courtroom. In other words, I'm the man. So this is entertainment. Any inaccuracies to a legitimate trial shall be disregarded immediately. All right. Uh, if you want to tune into this trial or any past or future episodes of the Young Kings Wrestling Podcast, you can check us out on Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, Google Play, iHeartRadio, among others, and leave us a review on iTunes if you uh, if you so shall fancy yourself. Uh, links to all the platforms are available at ykwrestling.com. You can get yourself a Black Lives Matter shirt that uh, our guest here, our witness, Mr. Uh, will introduce you in a second. But uh, go ahead, get you one of those shirts uh, if you would like to. Uh, participating in today's events, we have our prosecutor, Reek Havoc Esquire. And as witnesses, uh, from the number one wrestling podcast on Pornhub, the HWBIC, the warden Matt Ritter. And from the O-Face Wrestling Podcast, we have JT joining us for his debut on the Young Kings Wrestling Podcast. You follow us on Twitter, joining our conversation on social media using the hashtag YKWPod and the hashtag YKWCourt. I'm going to hand the reins over to my co-host, Mr. Reek Havoc Esquire. And you do what you do. Right. Right. Nigga, am I not here? Oh, 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 I am. I am. <laughs> Sometimes we don't know if you're here or not. Wow. Uh, wow. Okay. Special shout out to my bailiff, Malik Ricks. What's up? What's up? You just forgot me. Whatever. Okay. Let's get to Rick then. Order. Order in the court. <laughs> Oh man! All right, all right. Oh. Mr. Havoc, you, you cool? You cool? All right, I'm, I'm giving, I'm giving opening statement real quick. <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, we all enjoy our wrestling programming as much as the next man, and as such, we care about the safety of the performers who do their job to entertain us throughout the week on a regular basis. Mr. Randall Keith Orton over the past 20 odd years has posed to not only be a threat to that safety, but potentially a threat to himself. He has demonstrated some heinous acts that we will detail over the course of this trial. And it is clear, clear that we need to bring these charges to this court today because this man needs to be brought to justice. He's clearly a menace and we will prove that here today. So I'd like to present the charges, if I may. <clears throat> we have here, on the counts, aggravated assault, four, or I'm sorry, five counts of aggravated assault, three in the first degree, second, two in the second degree, having a, a, a charge of aggravated assault with a vehicle, uh, four charges, of assault with a deadly weapon, as well as three counts of arson, two of them actually happening within the same week um, for a, a, fi a final count of four, actually, four instances. Matt Ritter will know exactly what we're talking about. Um, so yes, we have, a, uh, we have a full slate here of some charges that we'd like to, to bring to this court today some dastardly actions taking place. So with that being said, we will prove today that Randy Orton is an absolute menace to the, the world of professional wrestling and he must be brought to justice. So I would like to call my first witness, Your Honor. The people call the warden Matt Ritter to the stand. Mr. Ritter, how are you doing today, sir? Doing good. Uh, do I need you to swear on a Bible or something? 
Uh, you swear to tell well, the truth and the whole truth and nothing but the truth. So help you, wrestling gods. That, that, that's I what do. Malik. Malik's supposed to do that. <laughs> He's the best. Right, gotta do other people's jobs around here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You swear would, the truth. Would that be that. to JBL, the wrestling god? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yes, I do. Wait. You swear the truth and all that other shit he just said? <laughs> yes. Yes, I do. Okay. All right. All right. Okay, good, good, good. Mr. Ritter, uh, how long have you been a, a pro wrestling fan, sir? I have been a pro wrestling fan since 1996, so we're looking at just shy of about 30 years. Okay. And uh, you've seen all manner of things happen in pro wrestling in terms of some outlandish acts in that time, correct? That is correct. All right. Well... We are aware that one of your fan favorites, one of your preferred wrestlers of choice is Mr. Mark Calloway, also known as The Undertaker, correct? Yes, that is correct. Well, on October 9th of 2005, do you recall what happened on that evening? Um, I believe Mr. Calloway was uh, set on fire inside a casket. That's correct, Your Honor. Set on fire inside a casket. To give you uh, full context and detail, uh, they had what was known as a casket match. Uh, the match was won by Mr. Orton, but he then proceeded to take an ax and attack the casket from the top and then pour gasoline on said casket before igniting it in front of the people. And if I'm not mistaken, that is place. attempted murder, correct? Oh, yes, absolutely. Uh, uh, where, where did this take place, Mr. Havoc? Uh, at the event known as No Mercy, a uh, pay-per-view provided by the, the WWE. Uh, a sanction, they had a sanctioned match, but then uh, Mr. Orton committed first-degree arson, so uh, with the intent to harm and maim. Um, also, against the, the law in the state of Texas, correct? Correct. Absolutely. Against the law everywhere. I'd hope so. <laughs> uh, also, Mr. Ritter, one month later uh, was November 29th, 2005, was a Super Tuesday for SmackDown, a uh, special broadcast that takes place one day after Monday Night Raw, uh, just a few days after Mr. Mark Calloway miraculously recovered from his uh, immolation, it would seem at Survivor Series. Do you recall what happened on this particular evening? I do not. So uh, <clears throat> a uh, match was taking place with uh, Rey Mysterio uh, versus, I believe, The Big Show. And The Undertaker, Mr. Mark Calloway, appeared to then be attacked by Mr. Randy Orton, who then placed him on top of the low rider in tribute to Mr. Eddie Guerrero, who had passed away. And he drove said low rider into the stage, crashing it through and also inciting an explosion due to said crash. Do you recall this, Mr. Ritter? I do. I do recall this. Okay. Okay. I was terrified for The Undertaker's life. Um, after almost being cut to pieces with a hatchet and then set on fire and surviving to be attacked and as someone who has taken a ride on the hood of a car and fallen off the hood of a car and broken bones it is not a pleasant experience but in no way in no way shape or form was i driven into a wall that caused an explosion that had to not only be traumatic and terrifying but again life-threatening absolutely terrifying uh now, now, uh, on to a few other charges really quickly. Uh, Mr. Ritter, we also know that you are an avid fan of Mr. Bray Wyatt. That is correct. Okay. Well, first and foremost, on the day of February 28th of 2017, uh, there was a segment filmed between Mr. Randy Orton and Mr. Bray Wyatt. Do you recall the segment, Mr. Ritter? I do. Well, for, for if it please your, the court, Your Honor, uh, on this said segment, uh, Randy Orton not only uh, betrayed his cohort in Bray Wyatt, but he also was inside 
the Wyatt family compound, which allegedly contained the ashes of one sister, Abigail, but he then proceeded to burn down said compound with no other occupants within it, so it's second degree, but he burned down this compound uh, in full view of the audience. You recall this, Mr. Ritter? I do. Um, Mr. Orton had befriended Bray, worked his way into the family, divided and destroyed the family, and then as a last act, burned down the home that the family lived in and desecrated the grave of Bray Wyatt's dead sister, Abigail. Oh my God. Absolutely tragic. And finally, uh, Mr. Ritter, uh, one that I believe will hit home for you the hardest. Uh, within the past year, we've seen Bray Wyatt undergo a change in his character. Uh, he has since taken on the moniker of the Fiend as a alter ego of sorts. And this past December, uh, we saw some very, very atrocious acts take place between himself and Mr. Randy Orton. Uh, do you recall this past December, Mr. Ritter? Vividly. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. So December 14th, for first and foremost, before we get to the worst of the worst, uh, December 14th on Monday Night Raw, there was a segment where Bray Wyatt, not as the fiend, Bray Wyatt was backstage. He was attacked by Mr. Randy Orton. He was placed in a trunk of sorts, which Mr. Orton, once again, to his heinous nature, doused in gasoline and set ablaze. Uh, out came the fiend to uh, attack Mr. Orton, but uh, the act clearly was there, was as previous ones to, to maim and harm in, in, in a great detail. So that was Monday. Six days later, December 20, 20th, the TLC pay-per-view. Now, I, I, I'm aware you recall this very well, Mr. Ritter. Uh, can you tell us what happened on that evening? There was a match uh, scheduled. It was what is known in wrestling as an Inferno match where the um, objective of the match is to light a part of your opponent's body on fire. This is now in response to Randy Orton setting this trunk ablaze with Bray Wyatt inside. Um, I want to be clear that to this point, Randy Orton has refused to just accept the fact that he has taken everything from Bray, destroyed his family, taken his championship, and burned down his house. He has now come back and out of desperation, this this alter ego, this this entity, the fiend, has come back to defend um, and get retribution on Randy Orton for these heinous acts. And Randy then proceeded to not only do defeat the fiend, but douse him fully in gasoline and light his entire body on fire, essentially committing murder mm. live on TV. <laughs> Absolutely disgusting. Thank you very much, Mr. Ritter. No further questions, Your Honor. Thank you, Mr. Havoc Esquire. Uh, who would you like to call to the stand next? Uh, people rest. Defense have anything? Uh, I would like to call to the stand uh, Mr. JT from the Old Face Wrestling Podcast on the defense. Uh, apparently he would like to act as a witness uh, testifying on behalf of the defendant, Mr. Mr. <laughs> Randall Keith Orton. All right. Mr. JT, how are you today, sir? I'm doing well. How about yourself? I'm good. Well, I understand that uh, you feel that there is some defense that should be levied in favor of Mr. Orton. Absolutely. Uh, well, I just, I have a few questions for you, sir. Um, the very first charge uh, goes as far back as 2003. Uh, Mr. Orton, uh, on full view of the audience at home, made the decision to not only assault Mr. Mick Foley, a, uh, a legend and today a Hall of Famer, 
Uh, but he also kicked him down a flight of stairs, first degree aggravated assault with the intent to maim. Uh, this is not his first time, it wouldn't be the only time where he would assault someone unprovoked. Uh, I have March 21st of 2005, uh, performed an RKO on Stacey Keebler, completely unprovoked. August of 2007, he put kicked John Cena Sr., John Cena's father, in the head while he was sitting in the audience. Do you recall these instances, Mr. JT? I recall, I, I wasn't, I didn't witness them live when it happened, but I did recall, you know, seeing them, you know, throughout highlights and stuff like that. So I, I do know about all of them. Correct. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm just curious, what, what justified Mr. Orton to commit these particular actions? Well, with Mick Foley, I think it was more of a, you know, helping Mick Foley get out of wrestling. I mean, at that point in time, he had no business being a wrestler. He had killed himself multiple times prior to that. He's been thrown off hell in a cell. He should not have been in the ring. So that was kind of Randy Orton kind of just saying, hey, Mick, I need to put you out of your misery. You can't be doing this anymore. You know, he was just trying to help Mick Foley. Stacy hmm. Keebler. She should know better. Being in the ring with Randy Orton, it doesn't matter if you are male or female, he will RKO you. He's done it multiple times. You know, he did it, the, you know, even Nia Jax at, you know, Royal Rumble about like two years ago. Um, there, There's, you know, that's kind of on her. I believe, you know, you're in the ring with someone, you know, who has voices in his head, you know, which is uncontrollable for Randy Orton. So sometimes, you know, that's kind of doing it to yourself. And then, you know, John Cena Sr., no business being in that feud. You know, he should not have been in that ring with Orton as well. Like, this is between Jackson. Randy Jackson. and John. John Cena Sr. was a member of the audience. He was a paid fan in attendance, and he should not have been included in Mr. Orton's deviant actions. Continued. But as history shows it, if you are in attendance and, and there's a feud going on between a relative of yours and another wrestler, it has been ha it's happened multiple times where you know you may be a target uh, of you know of the wrestler that your um son whatever is feuding against so it's kind of like at the same time you should know maybe something's going to happen maybe i shouldn't be front row you know something like that you know uh you, you mentioned that he felt that mcfoley needed to be uh aided in his exit from wrestling as though he was doing him a favor. I'd like to take you to another charge uh, later down the line here. Uh, January 27th of 2020, uh, and Adam Copeland, also known as Edge, had returned after 10 years away from wrestling after being diagnosed with spinal, uh, spinal stenosis, uh, supposedly was never allowed to wrestle again miraculously made it back. And Randy Orton, one night after his return, decided that he would attack and perform the concerto. Your Honor, a concerto is when a chair is placed underneath the head of the victim and another chair has been swung right on top of the head as though to sandwich the two between two steel chairs. Do you recall this happening, Mr. JT? Yes, I do. Okay. so. Randy Orton's rationale for this one week later was that he felt also that Edge needed to give, be given a, what's the word I'm looking for here? Uh, needs to be given his uh, gracious exit from wrestling. He needed to, uh, he needed to be taken away because he you know, didn't need to be in wrestling anymore. Uh, he was just an adrenaline junkie in the moment, and he was doing him a favor of sorts. So are, are you suggesting to this court, Mr. JT, that uh, Randy Orton is some sort of uh, a sadistic guardian angel to these wrestlers who need to be taken out of wrestling? Absolutely. You know, um, Edge's injury that, you know, led him to his early retirement is no joke. You know, he could have been paralyzed and... I understand that he had a second surgery and he felt, you know, fine after it. But at the same time, we've seen from Paige, you know, when she got hurt and came back, it took just one little kick from Sasha Banks that, you know, it could have been anyone who could have done that. And then boom, she's out again, you know, 
Edge coming back and wrestling is very dangerous to himself. And Randy Orton feels like, hey, like you shouldn't be doing this. I'm going to try to give you an, that early access, you know, just that realization that, you know, you shouldn't be doing this anymore. Your body's more important. Mm-hmm. Do you consider Mr. Orton to be a truthful individual, sir? I do. You do? Mm, I see. I see. So I'd like to take you back to 2009, where Randy Orton claimed to have what is known as IED, also intermittent explosive disorder. Do you, you recall this instance? I do not. Well, uh, he explained that there is a condition that allows him, or I'm sorry, that provokes him to uh, ex- explode in a sense and to have an outrage of anger and rage where he assaults individuals. And one of the, one of the charges here was that he actually assaulted the chairman and CEO of WWE, Mr. Vince McMahon, who at the time was well over 60 years old and not a contracted wrestler either. So with no documentation of said condition, how can we believe that Mr. Orton really suffered from these afflictions? Well, personally, considering the fact that he attacked the chairman, Vince McMahon, I feel like that that's kind of on WWE. If Randy or whether Randy Orton does or doesn't have this condition, I feel like it's WWE's duty to actually get him looked at by a doctor to, you know, to see if this is true or not. Whether they have or haven't, that's kind of on them. They allow him to still be employed with the company after what, like 20 years now. And He's been doing his thing for multiple years, like you said, lighting people on fire, you know, beating up, you know, people like, you know, that aren't even wrestlers like Vincent Mann, John Cena's dad. They know very well what he's capable of and what he's done, and they still allow him to wrestle for their company. So it's kind of like, I feel like if anyone's guilty, it's them. They're allowing this guy to go around and raise havoc for all these, you know, these two last two decades, you know, why aren't they on trial? Why, why is Randy Orton? Interesting question. Well, I thank you, Mr. JT. Uh, No further questions, Your Honor. Now, we would now like to call Mr. T.C. Fontaine to the stand. Well, you calling a judge to the stand? What the type of question? I believe believe he is... <laughs> Mr. Bailey, please do the job. My bad, my bad. As you I'm forgot just, to do your just, job with our last. My, my bad. I'm just thinking he's guaranteed to get off, but uh, keep continue, continue. Swear me in, please. All right, man. Do you solemnly swear to uh, tell the truth, nothing but the truth? So help you God. <laughs> That ain't no answer. That, that's not an answer. Whose courtroom is this? <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey. All right, go ahead. Do you think? All right. Mr. Fontaine, what brings you to this courtroom today, sir? Uh, I'm the judge. Correct. Uh, what, what compels you to testify here this evening, this afternoon? Uh, I, I've been a, a a huge fan of Mr. Mr. Randall Orton, uh, despite all his crimes. But but the law is the law, and I I am a, I'm here to uphold the law if need be. Are you? Con- uh, is there any concern at all that you may have some bias due to your fandom of Mr. Orton, sir? Possibly. Uh, take it back to uh, around the time any of these charges actually took place. Uh, June 2003, uh, when I was a young little boy, I had the, the gracious opportunity of, of meeting Mr. Randall Keith Orton at the, uh, at the now demolished Omaha Civic Auditorium in Omaha, Nebraska. I see. And was that the same June of 2003 in which he then assaulted Mick Foley, kicking him down this flight of stairs? Correct. So it's possible that you've only really gotten to see one side of Mr. Orton in a sense, because you 
also, you know, you, you feel as though you've been uh, deceived in a, in a sense. Possibly. Mm-hmm. So you believe that these actions, a lot of them from, from Mr. Orton are justifiable? Is that is that what you're suggesting? Absolutely not. Uh, a lot of these uh, charges are especially heinous. Uh, more notably, a uh, charge last January uh, against one uh, Adam Copeland Edge. Uh, if you know, if you know me, Edge, also one of my uh, favorite wrestlers of all time. Uh, notably, I'm, I'm looking at the charges here. Uh, let me go ahead and get my glasses. <clears throat> uh, I see that he performed RKO on uh, on Mr. Copeland's wife, uh, Beth Phoenix Copeland. Uh, yes. Weeks later, uh, yes. after assaulting her husband, correct? Correct. And also, after after putting her through some severe emotional trauma, detailing her husband's trials and tribulations through injuries and suffering, and also, in a sense, trying to justify why he assaulted her husband on national TV and blaming her for why he did what he did. Okay. And I also see here... Uh, Mr. Mr. Orton, uh, just just a few weeks before that, uh, he says a concerto to Matt Hardy. Yes. Okay. Yes. And uh, and also I see here <clears throat> we have a uh, he he attacked uh, Paul White, the Big Show, uh, Christian Cage, and uh, yes. Hall of Famers Ric Flair and and Shawn Michael Hickenbottom with a steel chair. Uh, right. in the dark. What, what is in the dark? So uh, Mr. Orton posed as a janitor of sorts, and he found a back room where these legends and Hall of Famers were, I believe, playing poker. Hmm. He entered this room and wearing night vision goggles, he shut the lights off in the room where all these occupants took place. And he then took a chair and assaulted all of them in the dark, when the lights were re- restored to the room, all of them had been laid out and assaulted and Mr. Orton had miraculously disappeared. Oh my God. Your Honor, if I may, um, I, I would like to add that these actions, um, Christian at the time left wrestling due to concussions and then received a punt to the head uh, Matt Hardy clearly mentally unstable beating him in the head with the chair does not help that situation and uh, Mr. Hickenbottom uh, Shawn Michaels uh, attacking him in the dark when clearly he already has one lazy eye and has a hard time seeing uh, not completely fair <laughs> to uh, go after this man who uh, can only see properly out of one eye in the dark right absolutely your honor and also, I'd also like to point out that there were several, these were just the bulk of the charges that we could bring in. There is such a laundry list that I could not compile all of them together. But within the same year, Randy Orton would also go on to punt kick Mr. Christian Cage in the head, who suffered from the concussions. I uh, believe this was- I, I would I like to object, was, Mr. Esquire. Uh, I, I see here on the notes uh, that uh, punt kicking Christian uh, occurred during an unsanctioned match. Uh, what is an unsanctioned match, Mr. Ritter? Uh, it is a match that is non-sanctioned by the WWE. Therefore, any injury occurred to a wrestler in that match, the WWE is not liable for. That does not necessarily mean Randy Orton is not liable for his actions, just the company under which the actions occur. Interesting. That's correct. That's correct. Uh, I also, preface. Uh, I see. Uh, we see uh, he punt kicked the chairman and CEO, uh, Vincent K. McMahon. Uh, correct. On January 29, two thousand nine. Uh, I would like to uh, circle back around to Mr. JT's statement uh, that he was not a contracted wrestler. Uh, one of you fellows uh, said he was not a contracted wrestler. Uh, I'm looking here <clears throat> on cagematch.net and I see that Mr. Vincent K. McMahon participated in four matches after this event occurred. Is that correct? 
That is correct, Your Honor. So it looks to me that he is an active participant in that ring. When he so chooses to, he will, on a part-time basis, participate in matches, more so out of his own hubris than anything in terms of competition. And it was within my understanding that uh, within this corporate structure known as the World Wrestling Entertainment, uh, the executives, they have separate talent contracts, correct? They do. So it seems to me that Mr. McMahon was contracted as a talent. Is it possible that he may have been acting as a talent on that night this incident occurred? There is nothing that can uh, prove that he was doing such a thing, Your Honor. He was uh, present in his suit, uh, acting as chairman and CEO of the company at the time. He never once declared himself to be active or at least suggested that he was there to participate in any activities. Do wrestlers not wear suits? They do. <laughs> they do. <laughs> okay. If I'm not mistaken, did he not also sexually assault the daughter of chairman and CEO of WWE, Vince McMahon, uh, kissing her uh, without consent in the middle of a ring? He, did. he absolutely did. First, first he would go on to DDT, Miss Stephanie McMahon, uh, leaving her prone in the <coughs> ring in front of her husband, Mr. Paul Levesque, a.k.a. Triple H, uh, as she lay there unconscious, Mr. Orton would then proceed to kiss her without consent, as Mr. Ritter said. Um, uh, Mr. Levesque did not intervene? Uh, he was handcuffed to the ropes and forced what? to, and essentially he was forced to watch as Mr. Orton committed these acts. As an expert oh. witness from Pornhub, I can uh, testify that this is what is known as cuckolding. Uh, Randy Orton cuckolded Triple H live on TV. <laughs> Oh, yes. wow. Um, that, um, that's correct. Without consent. Just, just to be fair, uh, Mrs. Uh, Hemsley, McMahon, whatever you want to call her, um, uh, a few years prior, um, her husband did the same thing. Uh, that's how they got married on TV. Um, she was drunk. She was drugged. She was knocked out. And they went through a drive through Objection. Order in the court. This is oh. not about Mr. Levesque. This is about. Oh. I'm just saying, are we bringing up charges on him too? Then I'm just saying, uh, you got to be fair. In another trial, we can. Objection. We will objection. Not. Relevance, Your Honor. Uh, Your Honor, how did Relevance you throw out a, a, a objection to? <laughs> I, I believe what uh, Mr. Riggs is trying to do, while I do not agree with it, is. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He's trying to establish that this may be a kink of Miss Stephanie McMahon. This may not be a uh, an issue uh, because there are prior instances where she is engaged in such a manner. Um, so maybe uh, the cuckolding was not against her will. I believe that. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, no, uh, objection to relevance yeah. is not listed as one of the charges, so it honestly doesn't matter in any. Fair enough. <laughs> well, this is it's not on trial, Your Honor. Mr. Orton is, and so yes, that I, I find I find that his actions not only contribute to these charges that are being brought, but also just goes to show the type of character of the man that we are dealing with here today. So. Uh, that being said, what else do we have here? Oh, uh, I'd like to point out, Your Honor, there were there were several charges that uh, we opted not to bring to trial today, uh, two of which we just chose not to pursue. Uh, they involve one, uh, the fabulous Mula and Mr. Terrence Bollea. We will not be bringing these charges to court today uh, for reasons undisclosed. But um, <laughs> it is within my understanding that Mr. Orton is possibly innocent on those charges and, and uh, incredibly justified. Dismissed. Uh, as I said, we, uh, we, we haven't disclosed why we're not bringing these charges to court today, but uh, we have within good reason to believe that it, it did not add to, didn't contribute to these charges here today. And so we opted not to bring them. <sighs> but, uh, also, uh, one instance that we did not bring up yet was from November 26th of 2006, 
which was one of the worst, I'm sorry, November 27th, which was one of the worst instances of Mr. Orton's devastating, just absolutely disgusting actions. Uh, a 60-year-old Ric Flair apparently had been assaulted backstage and uh, during a segment of Mr. Copeland, AKA Edge, uh, his show, The Cutting Edge, they went back to the backstage area and pulled out Mr. Flair who had been bloodied already. And in the, right in the front of the ring, in full view of the audience, in the ring, in the arena and at home, he proceeded to give a concerto to Mr. Flair who had already been seemingly knocked unconscious and it's just absolutely, it was abhorrent what, what happened here. And then just 14 years later in 2020, he also assaulted Mr. Flair, who is now at, is over the age of 70, had survived a, a almost a life-threatening occurrence, uh, was in the hospital on life support. He had just come back recently in the midst of a pandemic, assaulted this man, to, to no audience, of course, because it was the pandemic and they were in the performance center, but the audience at home could all see it. And he would proceed to not only give him a low blow into his testicle, but he also would go on to punt kick him in the head. Woo! It's just absolutely, absolutely disgusting, Your Honor. I, I don't know what to say about uh, these charges here. Uh, but I will take them into consideration. Well, uh, with that, I'm going to uh, give my summation here. <clears throat> We've heard these charges. We've heard testimony from our witnesses. Uh, whatever your opinions is of Mr. Orton, it, there, there can be no denying whatsoever that this man clearly is unsafe. He is unstable. He is just unhinged at times. This, this is not the kind of talent that you want to have in your, not only in your employee, but in your locker room. Sure, sure, there's some liability on the company for allowing him to continue to be a part of the company. But when you're a contractor, you have a responsibility. This is a PG programming since 2008. We have several charges that range from well beyond 2008. But even before then, these actions are absolutely unforgivable and just reprehensible. There is no excuse for them. Even creating some kind of condition that does not apply to him. He is untrustworthy, he is dishonest, and he is absolutely a threat to the company with which he resides. And I believe that you must find him guilty on all charges. I think that we should consider having them arrested. Uh, do I have any other statements from our witnesses, possibly our bailiff? Would you like to chime in on anything? I would like yes, to say honor. Oh, uh, we'll have you, uh, Mr. Riggs, go first, and then JT, you can give your statements following. Um, Your Honor, on the on the the defense of Mr. Orton, um, I put the blame on a lot of the on the company. Um, you know, this guy is is a loony, and um, you continue to let him come out here and do these things to people. You let him, you know, these guys are letting their parents near them, their wives and everything. You think my wife would be next to someone who would kick her in the head? RKO her? You think I'm putting my, my wife in there? Anybody in my company? No, sir. So it should a be a deeper. Shop. This is something deeper than Mr. Randall Keith Orton. So I'll throw that out there. JT. Mm -hmm. All right, so I wanted to throw two things out there. Um, first of all, I believe that Randy Orton is a huge asset to the WWE business. I think we can all agree out of all of their full-time active wrestlers, he is the biggest star on that roster. He's the most well-known amongst, you know, your casual fan base. And 
he's always, you know, he, he, he sells tickets. He, you know, he's, he's a huge asset to the company. And at the same time, you know, you had mentioned, you know, some of his crimes, you know, that he did against Bray Wyatt and Undertaker, but didn't Bray Wyatt and Undertaker commit all these crimes to other people prior was maybe Randy Orton was doing justice as like a Batman kind of vigilant kind of thing. Objection. You know, Undertaker. Objection, Your Honor. M M Mr. Wyatt, Mr. Wyatt and Mr. Calloway are not on trial here today. Mr. Orton is on trial. Their actions do not contribute to what Mr. Orton has done throughout the course of his career, which is absolutely Excuses. <clears throat> and to add to that, to my knowledge, Mr. Wyatt has never burned down anyone's home or lit anyone on fire. Correct. Okay. okay. But... Undertaker has done some crazy things like kidnapping the boss's daughter and hanging her on the cross. Maybe Randy Orton's trying to get rid of some of these villains from the business to help out the actual business itself. Maybe he's doing a favor to the chairman. You know, as far as Bray Wyatt, um, I, I know this is a trial, you know, on Randy Orton. But I'm just justifying why maybe he did these things to, you know, for the benefit of the business. But yeah, at the end of the day, Randy Orton is an asset. He he brings in the, the the money. He's the big name. I feel like that he should be innocent due to the fact that he is such an asset to the company. I, I'd like to respond to that. Uh, Your Honor, I'd like to point out that uh, during the time in which Mr. JT speaks of with the uh, kidnapping of Mr. McMahon's daughter, I'd like to point out that Undertaker was operating under the uh, guise of the higher power which was Mr. McMahon himself. So in a sense, he was doing what he was told to do, kidnapping his daughter and forcing a marriage with her upon a cross. But these are directives that he was given by this higher power, which was Vince McMahon himself. Once again, Your Honor, um, I believe this company should be on trial rather than Mr. Randall Keith Orton. Just as Mr. Mr. Havoc has said, uh, the company is the reason why The Undertaker created havoc, no pun. Um. <laughs> so what we're arguing here is that uh, the, society, the, uh, the society that has created Randy Orton is to blame and not the man who committed the actions. We don't condemn the man who harmed other people, but we blame the society in which he came up in for it. And we're just gonna ignore these heinous acts that he's created i'm not going to draw comparisons to current day america but i do believe that the people that commit those actions regardless of the environment they were brought up in also need to be held accountable for their actions your honor okay absolutely absolutely i agree 100 your honor black lives matter uh yes sir <laughs> so uh the verdict uh, I believe the verdict is in. Wait, wait. The the, the defense didn't get to go. He didn't get to talk to nobody. <laughs> Got the verdict. Uh, nobody from Randy Orton's defense showed up here today. So. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. He could not. He could not have a. There is no lawyer that would defend what this man has done. Uh, so. I, I, have, I have viable statements from the witness that I have taken into consideration. Uh, we are, there's no jury. I'm the judge, jury, and the executioner. I am. And the, and the witness. I am a witness as well. Uh, do not justify the actions of Mr. Randall Keith Orton. Uh, but I also do uh, agree with our defense here. Possibly uh, he was acting uh, in good faith with some of these. He just didn't go about it the right way, possibly. Uh, with that being said, uh, I am going to rule in favor of the prosecution, uh, I am going to uh, go ahead and, and get Randy Orton on these charges here. Uh, first degree, uh, first degree aggravated assault, punt kicking John Cena Sr. in the head. John Cena Sr. is a fan. Uh, he was a, a fan and paid attendance. He is a family member of other talent. Uh, he, uh, regardless of where he was seated, uh, regardless of uh, what uh, what programs uh, Mr. Cena's son was working that night? He uh, he should not have been involved 
or, or gotten forcibly involved uh, by Mr. Orton. So I'll get him on that charge there. Uh, punk kicking uh, Vince McMahon Sr., uh, excuse me, Vince McMahon Jr. in the head. Uh, as WWE chairman, uh, I have taken into consideration that uh, Mr. McMahon possibly wasn't, wasn't looking for any action at that time. So uh, I will say he was acting on behalf of the company. Uh, RKOing Miss Stacy Keebler. Uh, it is within my knowledge that uh, they were uh, an item at the time. And uh, this was really just him asserting himself for no apparent reason. Uh, we'll get him on that charge. Uh, as well as an uh, aggravated assault charge on Miss Beth Phoenix Copeland, the Hall of Famer, uh, after causing some emotional trauma. Uh, on, a, on the counts of aggravated assault with the vehicle, uh, looking at the context of, of what was going on between Mr. Orton and Mr. Calloway at the time, I, I cannot uh, rule in favor of the prosecution on that one. Seems like there was a lot of back and forth going on between the two. Uh, it was my understanding just about a week earlier uh, Mr. Calloway showed up and uh, kind of tried to assert himself and assault the entire SmackDown roster at the end of a pay-per-view. Is that correct? Or that am is I misremembering? That, that is correct. But his objective was to reach Mr. Orton himself. Mr. Orton ran away, and the SmackDown locker room simply was collateral damage. So do you go after the person you're looking for and not the entire roster who had nothing to do with it? Your Honor, the, the man was Objection, angry. objection. <laughs> Moving forward, uh, assault with a deadly weapon. Uh, I see he was acting in a collusion with Mr. Copeland uh, against a, a bloodied Ric Flair in 2006. Uh, therefore, uh, I, I will rule on behalf of the defense here. I cannot charge Mr. Orton uh, with the uh, assault with a deadly weapon on Mr. Adam Copeland on January 27, 2020. Uh, as, a, as stated by the defense, he was a doing some vigilante efforts, uh, for, you know, assuming uh, I, I'm sure Mr. Copeland has some skeletons in his closet that we might have to pull out in the future. <laughs> Go forward with that. I'll rule on behalf of the prosecution on a charge of aggravated assault against Ric Flair, uh, as well as against uh, Matt Hardy. And uh, the aggravated assault charge, uh, excuse me, assault with a deadly weapon charge on uh, Legends Night uh, against the uh, Hall of Famers, Ric Flair, Shawn Michaels, future Hall of Famers, Big Show and Christian. I will rule on behalf of the prosecution. Uh, arson. Uh, I am ruling on behalf of the prosecution on all charges of arson. Uh, October 9th, 2005. Uh, seems like uh, this was not within the confines of a casket match to be lighting the casket on fire. So it was not within the confines of the match, uh, regardless of any back and forth that Mr. Calloway and Mr. Orton went through in the year 2005. Uh, was not within the confines of the match. I'm ruling on behalf of the prosecution. Uh, February 28th, 2017, he burned down the Wyatt compound. Uh, again, was not within the confines of, uh, of what was going on. It was not within the rules of the match. So I cannot, uh, no, I cannot uh, rule on behalf of the defense there. And uh, we have uh, two charges of first degree arson on December 14th and December 20th, 2020. Uh, ignited a storage container with Bray Wyatt inside, regardless, regardless of if the fiend Bray Wyatt immediately popped out of that uh, storage unit, uh, cannot cannot rule on behalf of the defense here. And uh, TLC was not within the confines of the match. So uh, on behalf of the prosecution, I am convicting Mr. Orton on all of these charges. To what? I don't know. Uh, if I see him on Monday night, I'll probably cheer for him. This is a mock trial. There's nothing to do with anything here. We're just having fun. So don't take this seriously, anybody. <laughs> we love Randy Orton here. Some of us- You need to go to jail. You need to go to jail. Your, your Honor, I, uh, I appreciate you letting me come here to testify, to uh, speak my piece on the situation, especially seeing as the majority of these acts were uh, uh, people that I've grown up to be uh, big fans of. And I really do appreciate you allowing me to come here and uh, speak to my knowledge of cuckolding as the number one wrestling podcast on Pornhub. Um, I do have to leave, though, so I am going to graciously... Before you leave, plug your socials, Mr. Riddick. Uh, you guys can find me and more cuckold talk at 
Matt Ritter. That is at M-A-T-T-R-I-D-D-E-R on Twitter. Also at the Smackin' Raw Pod on Twitter and Instagram. And uh, yeah, anything you need, you guys can find there. So go check me out. Thank you, Mr. Ritter. Thank you for taking the stand here. Uh, JT, go ahead and plug your social, sir. All right. Thank you all for having me on the show. This was really fun. Um, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, you know, Spotify. Just search O-Face Wrestling and bam, we'll pop up. Indeed. Uh, Mr. Mister Bailiff, Malik Riggs. What's up? Uh, you can find me at on Instagram at Malik.LV. Um, there's no need to follow me on Twitter, but if you want to, it's Malik uh, SYP. Um, I need to change my name. SYP is no longer a thing. So, uh, yeah, uh, new, new name coming soon. At Malik YKW. Maybe. Hopefully. Maybe. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Havoc Esquire. You can find me at Havoc 24 on Instagram and on Twitter. But also go check out the Havoc Hour on Spotify, Anchor, YouTube, wherever you listen to your podcast. Uh Talking a lot of sports and entertainment, PFLs, back in swing. Got a lot of content that's getting ready to come out soon, so go check that out. And I am the Honorable Judge T.C. Fontaine presiding over the court today. You can go ahead and find us on most social media, except Instagram. Uh, We will deal with that legal matter in the future. But if you want to follow us on Instagram currently, it's YKWrestling underscore. Everything else is just simply YKWrestling. And uh, figure we have no uh, further statements, correct, from the court? Justice was served. Justice was served here today. Uh, This meeting is adjourned. And uh, I would like to say, Mr. Randall Keith Orton. Stop it. Get some help. We're out of here. Go. Go.